Welcome to Dumbfounded, your bridge to water hilarious science, where a Danish and a Swedish science student talks about funny science. And paddle under the bridge of scientific knowledge and learn a bunch of new stuff and do educational raps. Rap living. Oh, yeah, Einstein, he was really cool, yeah. Oh, oh, I like science, yeah, yeah, physics, mm, numbers. Show me that p-value, bitch. I'm going to integrate you. <laughs> okay, so Mark... So I'm Fleming, by the way. Hello, Fleming. Your host of today. I'm the chicken guy from Tosinge. If, if if you if you were confused. Yeah, and today with me I have Mark. Yeah, my name is Mark. I'm Mark. And Mark is our the most political politically correct member of our podcast. Thank you. I feel like that's uh, we d- we just did this intro again, like for a second time, and it is it's almost like something has changed. In Fleming's opinion, I don't think during so. during these last ten he, minutes, he says the least offensive and racist jokes that we have to clip out. I actually think clip out, yeah. edit out, cut it out. Yeah, I actually think that's that's very true. Yeah, yeah, you're the worst. Yeah. The, no, maybe Robin is the worst. Yeah, but we don't take his out. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, are you talking about something special today? I'm only talking about something special today. So. As Fleming said, I'm the politically correct one, so uh, I'll be trying to do this and say this in the most politically co- correct way I can. So we'll <laughs> today <laughs> stop. Today we'll be talking about the Americans and their scientific know-how, and also of dumbfounded listeners. Oh, oh, our smart listeners. Exactly. I think actually a lot of our listeners are smarter than I, we are. I, I, <laughs> I'm positive that all of our listeners are smarter than we are. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll it see. Depends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm going to talk about the Herring Fart War of Sweden. The, the very famous Herring Fart War. The, it's actually kind of infamous in Scandinavia. Infamous. Yeah. From 1881, where... 1981. 1981. Yeah. So the thing is, with Denmark and Sweden, that we always are with... we have. Historically, we've always been in war with each other. Always. We spent all our money on going to war with each other. And then the rest of the, like, the rest of Europe was busy colonizing and conquering the world. And we we're just busy fighting in the mud with each other. And it got so bad that the herring between Denmark and Sweden started fighting at some point. So they also <laughs> have a nationality. So they started fighting. And the way they fight is not with rep- weapons. Well, they have their own weapon. Yeah. Farts. That's almost true. It's butt farts. But actually, from actually, butt. you know, gas from the butts. They use it to fight. <laughs> oh my god! The look on your face. Right <laughs> oh, so actually, the Herring Fart War uh, was one of the few wars fought by Sweden who wasn't that wasn't against Denmark. So this was actually a time of peace between Denmark and Sweden because Sweden was busy fighting with uh, the Soviet Union. Ah, uh-huh. so the Soviet herrings, the Soviet herrings, yeah, started attacking yeah. the Swedish herrings, and, and they then they fought it on each other. Yes. 
So and and maybe we should, uh, if we have some international listeners that aren't from Scandinavia, we should maybe explain that we have a kind of special relationship with herrings. So in Denmark we eat pickled herrings a lot, and in Sweden they eat fermented herring, and in that's fucking disgusting. Like pickled herring is the best, and and fermented herring it stinks awfully. And it's a it's even a thing in Danish game shows that they will bring in some fermented herring from Sweden, and then they will open the can and everyone will puke and will hate Sweden even more. Which game show? I don't think I've ever seen that. I've seen it. I think it was in Big Brother, the Danish Big Brother, at some point. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of disgusting. Yeah, but I was in Sweden with Robin at some point visiting his family, and they yeah. explained to me that it's because we're doing it wrong. Okay. So in Sweden, if you get a can of of surströmning, this uh, fermented herring, you mm-hmm. need to open it in a bucket of water underneath the water. So when you get the initial fart smell of mm. like rotten fish, it yeah. goes on the water and it's okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you need to like not just eat it as it is, but with like cream fresh, cafeteria fresh. Creme fraiche. Creme fraiche. Creme fraiche. And bread. And bread. Yeah. So you need to dilute And it potatoes also. No. Yeah, they usually use, uh, do potatoes also. Have you ever tasted it? No, never. But I've seen people eat it. Yeah, but I really want to taste it. I once, I found a, a video on YouTube once. Yeah. I've actually found several. And I don't know why I've seen them, all of them. <laughs> but I've seen those videos. I they know are, that feeling. They are 17 minutes long. At four in the morning. They're about, yeah, exactly. Uh, completely hammered. go to bed. Completely hammered, right? right? Uh, where some weird Swedish guy spends 17 minutes trying to explain how to actually open the can and how to uh, dismember the fish and how to smear it onto bread and how to put your creme fraiche all to, onto it at sour cream and all of it, yeah. 17 minutes of my life, twice. And one of the videos I saw two times, so thrice. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Exactly. <laughs> please, please send me a link. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's coming so, right now. So maybe I should just go into the paper? Yeah. So, There's a paper about Zustoning. No, no, no. Oh, okay. About okay. The, the, the herring fart wall. No, so this is okay. So this is a special article, okay, uh, for two reasons. So the first one is that this is actually a researcher from our university, the University of Southern Denmark, who who made this that is paper, and he won an Ig Nobel Prize for it in two thousand and four. And it's also special because this is one of the articles where we don't spend that much time talking about the article itself, yeah, but the story around it. Oh yeah. Mm. So it all started on the 27th of October, 1981. Oh, that, that day. Oh, that day. I remembered. A, clears. a Russian submarine beached on the south coast of Sweden, 10 kilometers from Karlskrona, which is a Swedish uh, naval base. And the submarine was an S363 whiskey-class submarine, and it likely carried nuclear warheads. The incident later became known as the Whiskey on the Rocks incident because of the whiskey U-boat, yeah. Come on. Yeah, and uh, this made the Swedes paranoid. So like, what the fuck? That's a Russian submarine right outside of our military base, and we didn't even know. This doesn't seem like Tuesday. Yeah, and the Russians were like, no, no, this is, this is not, <laughs> <laughs> this is error. <laughs> in, in, in navigation, <laughs> we're not <laughs> accident. <laughs> it got too drunk. <laughs> this is not Ukraine. Talking about politically correctness. Yeah, this is me. That's me. Yeah. So in 1982, because of this paranoia, submarines, like several submarines, helicopters, and navy boats, 
unsuccessfully pursued an unidentified sea object or multiple. So the Swedes started looking all over the place for more Russian submarines in the following years. And they kept on detecting ticking sounds. Where did they look? Hmm? Where did they look? In the water. What kind of water? The Øresund. Only? No, no. Also, like the coast where they found it at Karlskrona. I don't know what that is. Is it called the North Øresund and the, the Norwegian Sea, maybe? I don't know. I'm not But sure. just in yeah. the sea. Yeah, in the sea. No submarines on land. Maybe they should have looked underground. So they didn't expect any to be in the lakes or in the plumbing? I guess Swedish military intelligence isn't that advanced yet. No, I think I think not. I'm pretty sure that the Russians, they were in their plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and I think maybe some Swedes fought the same thing because they kept getting more and more paranoid. Okay. And they couldn't find any Russian submarines, but they kept hearing the ticking sounds of submarine rotors in the waters. Like always. <laughs> yeah, they they detected it very often. Okay. And it was so bad that in 1994... The Swedish prime minister called Karl Bildt, he sent an angry letter to the Russian president, Boris Yeltsin, yeah. commanding him to uh, stop having submarines in Sweden and calling him out for having poor control of his navy. Stop, Boris! Yeah. Vi vil ende her dine ubøde her mere. And it was noted that this note was like especially rude and not very, you know, professional. Yeah. But the sounds continued, and in 1996, the Swedish military still regularly detected these sounds. So they contacted Professor Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, Mark, yeah, Magnus. It says Mark Wahlberg, and uh, isn't his name Magnus Wahlberg? It says in the Ig Nobel Prize site, it says Mark. I'm, are you sure? Maybe it's his international name. Like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, he, his name is Magnus. I'm sorry. I mean, Mark Wahlberg. That's a different guy. Yeah, that's true. Marky Mark. But he is called Valber, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So back to the to the story. So you do know who Mark Wahlberg is, right? Yeah, it's uh, the guy with uh, the with the computers. What? <laughs> it's yeah, the actor. The rapper. The rapper? Yeah, he's he's actually, he was in a rap group. He is? Yeah, M- Marky Mark and the Funky Boys. Wow. Yeah. That's a shame you can never use that name. <laughs> Funky Butch. Okay, so in, in 1996, the sounds were still regularly detected by the Swedish military. And the Swedes, they reached out to Professor Magnus Wahlberg at the University of Southern Denmark. Our university. Ah. Yeah. And he was taken to a secret room underneath the Bergen military base. A secret room? In Stockholm, yeah. Nobody knew what's there. It's And it's not secret anymore. Oh, true. And um, in this room, him and his team were the first civilians ever to listen to the sound of these submarines. And Professor Wahlberg, uh, he commented on the, the sound. It didn't sound like a propeller. It sounded like uh, bacon. But Yeah. Frying. Yeah, the sound of brain count frying. And uh, they also told them, the team, that they often observed bubbles on the surface of the water. Just like with bacon. Just like with bacon. 
So im they immediately thought, this must be rogue bacon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But then they couldn't find any bacon. Oh, there was no bacon. No. So then they thought, maybe it's an animal producing this sound. Maybe it's an animal releasing gas. Like a pig. So, and this is... It says... I read this on the internet. I hope it's true. I have to ask him. You read this on the internet. I read this on the internet. You know, the start of every great story. Yeah. I have to ask him if this is true because he still works here at the university. Yeah. It says that they went to a fishing a fish shop, like where you buy fish to eat them. And then they bought a herring and took it with them to the lab. And then they put it into an aquarium and squeezed it so it farted. A dead one? No, I think it's a live one. It doesn't say if it's dead or alive, but I guess it would have to be alive. I mean, yeah. And the thing about herring is that they possess a very special swimming bladder. So the swimming bladder is like a sack of air that the fish use to float or sink. So if they want to float, they fill it with air and they get lighter and they float. Or not lighter, they they get lighter proportionally to their size. Mm -hmm. And then they float and if they want to sink back to the bottom, they it relieves some of the air. Mm -hmm. And they often do this by like directly through bubbles. But the special thing about herring is that This air relief goes through the butthole. So it is literally a fart because it, it comes out of the fish ass and this is unique to herrings. It's very rare to see. <laughs> so, how how did he know it was a, it was herrings that were farting? He went to the fish shop and he immediately grabbed a herring. I it doesn't say I It's just his scientific intuition. His scientific intuition. I was think like that's that's what signifies a re a great sci science scientist. Yeah, it's the ability to just immediately know. Oh fuck! This is herring fart. But they did look for bacon first. That's so, true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Okay. So a previous study had already been made about herring farts. Of course. And the noise produced as associated to this fart. And there was another uh, study where they recorded the sound of the farts and so on both in uh, uh, underwater in the natural habitat but mm -hmm. also in tanks yeah. and um, the herring were believed to release gas due to severe predation from marine mammals and birds during winter aggregation mm. so they they thought that maybe it was stress that made them fart okay yeah I do that when I'm stressed yeah too. I mean me too I fart all the time And they point out that the noise reduction could also maybe be a means of communication because their vision is uh, severely um, limited underwater. So normally many marine animals, they use sounds to communicate instead mm -hmm. because they can't see underwater. So their hypothesis was that the sound produced by these herrings were detectable by the surveillance systems of the military and that the sound of the Russian U-boats submarines were in fact the sound of herring farts. <laughs> And they, so they they did the thing where they took herrings. The thing where they took yeah. herrings and put them in fish tanks and then they squeezed on them so they farted and yeah. then they recorded the sound and then they compared it to the sounds provided by the military and they did a lot of calculations and physics. A lot. I I've, It was like four page, pages of equations and numbers and boring words. Yeah. And I read it all and I did not understand it. You read it. it all? I read it all. I usually just skip that part. Yeah, but I didn't understand it. So, <laughs> uh, but so I, you might as well skip it. But I understand the results. And the results were that this was actually the case. So the sound produced by the herrings when they fart was similar to the sound recorded by the Swedish military. Mm -hmm. 
So all this time they've been recording groups of herring farting, believing it to be Russian submarines. As any good military service would. Yeah. Yes. And ex- okay, and this is kind of funny, but they actually they already detect farts from other marine mammals, uh, marine animals generally. So like whales and walruses and stuff, and they know how to filter them out. Yeah, filter them out. But they did not expect herrings to be able to fart so much that their equipment would pick it up and mistake it for a fucking Russian submarine. But it's because these herring, they swim in in groups that can be up to several kilometers long. So when they all fart at the same time, at a whole kilometer of fish farting, then it sounds like a Russian submarine. And they also uh, st- uh, speculated some more about the reason for this farting. So according to their calculations, the swim bladder should be able to hold up to 17 milliliters of air. But uh, herrings in other studies have been shown to only carry 0.75 milliliters of air in the tanks. So this means that they don't fill up their bladder in like the lab at mm-hmm. least. And they say that they've been measured. I'm sorry. Uh, the amount of gas released in these farts has been measured to be 0.22 milliliters, which is even lower. And the researchers speculate that this low volume might be due to the fish releasing a series of farts over a longer period of time <laughs> rather than releasing it all in one go. Yeah. Further, I would. I don't know if this is concluding too much, but I think this points to the fact that this is maybe a means of communication. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And they pointed out that herring schools, uh, that th- this might be due to agitation and behavior towards predators and other things. But one f- one funny theory is that they are hunted by humpback whales. Mm-hmm. And humpback whales, they actually u- utilize elaborate songs and bubbles to catch these fish. Mm-hmm. So they use like bubble nets of bubbles to confuse the fish and catch them. And they like they I don't know if you've seen videos of like orcas hunting fish. I've just been watching Our Planet on Netflix. Oh, yeah. So I've seen all yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah, so they make these tight schools of fish with these nets of air bubbles and they believe that the fish like the herring farts might actually be a way of confusing the humpback whales when they oh, do this. Okay. So it not only would it confuse their ways of means of communication, but it would also make it difficult for them to track their escape route because of the fart. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that they use the fart as to mask themselves when being hunted. Maybe I think that's perfect. That's just like what you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except people just faint. Yeah, and making it harder I mean, to track me. Yeah, that's why it's harder because otherwise it's quite a bit easier. Yeah, and they they say like for future perspectives, this, this so this is this discovery is good for several reasons. Not only that they won't have to go to war with Russia anyway, which is very good. That's pretty nice. I mean, then they can go back to warring with us. Exactly, yeah. and that's better. Yeah, but it also makes it possible to study uh, herrings in more detail because now you are able to track them easier. Due because, to their yeah, farts. Of farts of no, like conventionally, you go out and look for them. Basically. I just want to go back to the pastime activity you termed warring, which I have never heard before, but now I think it's very interesting. Warring. Warring. Yeah. So that's, it sounds like a hobby a country can have. I think it is. Yeah. If you're a king, at least. If you're a king, you can be warring. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just warring Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a heavy little incident. Fishing, warring, <laughs> who cares? The same. Same, same. 
Uh, yeah, and so the aftermath of this, Professor Magnus Wahlberg, he won the 2004 Ig Nobel Prize in Biology for this. Mm-hmm. And in 2006, Vasily Besedin, the, polit- the political officer on board of the submarine that stranded originally in 1981, he commented that the, the presence in Sweden was a technical area. The Soviet Navy has also come to name the submarines of this type, like the, what's it called, the S-363, they call it the Swedish Cosmolets. No, is yeah. that true? Yeah, as wow. a joke regarding the whole incident. Fuck, that's great. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, stop a while. So it's no secret that you've had this article before. Yeah, I had Danish it on the episode. Danish podcast. Yeah, exactly. So I'm guessing what you're doing right now is something we've never heard before. Mm-hmm. This is this information. This information is completely new information to yeah. me. Yeah. So now we're listening to completely new information about the aftermath. Yeah. Cool. And uh, another note is that Karl Bildt, the guy who sent the angry letter to the Russians. Yeah. He retracted the letter, of course, but uh, wh- what was his career afterwards? Karl Bildt. Yeah, Karl the, Bildt. Uh, what was he? He was the prime minister? Yeah, of Sweden, who sent the very unprofessional angry note to Yeltsin. Yeah, because yeah, 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 I got that. It's blaming him for having poor yeah. control over his navy because he was listening to herring farts. And you said he was fired? <laughs> no, no. No? On October the 6th, 2006... Uh, he was appointed as Minister of Foreign Affairs. No! And in 2014, he moved on to be a board member of the International Crisis Group. That is not true. It's true. What? If that's your reaction to, a, to <laughs> submarine <laughs> paranoia. To herrings farting. Wow. Yeah, and I'd try... Okay, could you imagine him with a big, a big-ass red button on a table, right? Said, oh, nu- says, nuclear, do not touch, yeah. unless in the case of emergency. And this guy, he hears an elephant farting somewhere, and he's like, "Fucking hell! This is this is Kim Young Kim." Yeah, let's go. And it was actually pretty bad. The paranoia. I saw an interview with a Swedish uh, officer, and he was he said that they were very very close to a third world war. Whoa! Yeah. Seriously? Mm-hmm. I mean, Sweden couldn't start a third world war, but that's that's another. Russia could. Russia <laughs> could. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's really. Really crazy. That's typical Sweden, I guess. So there were no Russian submarines in Swedish uh, waters. They couldn't find them anyway. <laughs> the, yeah, I think maybe the uh, the herring farts were actually a way of disguising them. Oh, maybe maybe the Russians are working together with the herrings. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they've actually genetically engineered their own herrings. That's pretty brilliant. That is pretty brilliant. Farting herrings. And that's why Maunus got the results he did, because he got a Swedish herring. But he never tried. I don't know why you could get herring otherwise. I'm not sure. Japan. Who who cares? Yeah. He never tried herring from anywhere else. I'm guessing. <laughs> I think I think we should do another experiment. Yeah. Where we try this again with Swedish herring, that comes from that the Baltic Sea. That that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then from imported herring from somewhere completely different, and figure out if the Russians are actually. Genetically uh, engineering their own herring. They have Stalin's DNA in them. They probably do. Yeah, I think so. I actually, I was, uh, I was, I was talking earlier with uh, Mikkel, mm-hmm. my supervisor. We were talking about um, possibilities for new studies in uh, for a Spikbrother study. Ah, yeah. And I talked about the the paper we had with the dogs shitting according to the Earth's magnetic field. Yeah, yeah. So there was a bunch of scientists found out that. When dogs they go pee a poo, 
they spin around themselves. Wasn't it only when uh, they were pooping? Also when they were peeing. But okay. mostly when they were pooing. Okay. Yeah. They would align themselves with the north-south axis, yeah. meaning they can actually sense the magnetic field. He said they also, there's another paper where cows align north. So when they, they point north. When and they shit? Generally. When generally. They just, yeah. There were, it was a study where they used Google Maps to, to locate cows, and then they just looked at wh- which direction they pointed in. No. Yeah. No. No. That's pretty brilliant. Come on, no. And that's a study that got published. I haven't seen it, but... Some drunk 20-something, or yeah. high, or whatever, spent an, a year on Google Maps looking at cows Then and noting... I think they have an algorithm finding the cows. I don't I don't think so. They can find street signs and everything. I don't think so. And boobs. I don't... Boobs? Yeah, and What sense of them. Yeah, boobs. Well, they don't. That's how I get your attention, right? (laughs) Fuck you, man! You only care about my body. (laughs) Boobs. But what we talked about it could be funny to study if humans prefer toilets that are situated north south. That's a great question. So maybe we should have some first. Minus. Hmm? Minus. Yours not north south. A mine because to the south, like directly. Yeah. I we had an old uh, when I was a kid. We had a toilet that I always only wanted to shit on that toilet. I, oh, I couldn't shit at question. school or when we were on vacation. I would go around for a week without going to the toilet. But that toilet was special. In my parents' house, my yeah. my dad's home, there are two toilets on yeah. two different uh, levels of the house. And both of them point the same direction. But I can't remember now if, uh, which uh, direction we, it is. We should, we should... Okay, so we could go to the toilet at different places and then rate the experience... And then afterwards, note which direction. I think we are biased. Yeah, but may or we should. Maybe we should look at the toilets at the university, and then we should see how often they are visited. No, because some of them are visited more because they're next to the cantina. Yeah, but if you oh yeah okay, hmm. how do we do this? Hmm. Maybe we should have p- just wait outside the toilets and ask people about their experience. If yeah. if there is some sort of preference to a differently directed toilet, mm-hmm. right? There should just be more of that toilet, right? It's yeah. like you always put uh, windows at the same side of the house. You always want a southern-facing window because that's in here in Denmark. You would always have sun coming in through that window. Yeah, and it, it I guess like some store owners that are really shitty, you know, I've having a kid, I, I have, you will experience this at some point. You have a kid that needs to go shitting, And then you will go to like the nearest store and be like, "Can we borrow the toilet?" Only if you buy something. <laughs> and, and I guess these people who don't want customers borrowing that toilet, they would want a toilet that's not faced north south. They want a uncomfortable uh, alignment yeah. with the Earth's magnetic field. I think, yeah, I agree. I think if we're doing this experiment, we should also note if it's a male's toilet, a female's toilet, or a unisex one. Oh. So maybe because you know males always th- think that female toilets are better than male toilets, right? I've never seen a female toilet. You've never been into the forbidden room, no? Have you? I have. I have. I oh have tasted God, the forbidden you've room. Gone where no other man has gone before. I have, and you know what the worst part was: mm. sitting in a toilet stall in the female bathroom mm-hmm. and then hearing someone come in. Yeah. Oh God! And you're just sitting there and you're biting your nails, you know, sweating, and they can see the sweat under the door because you're sweating so much. And then they ask, who's peeing on the floor? I wasn't peeing on the floor. 
I think I've tried that before, actually. Peeing on floor? <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, that I've tried. No, but uh, being on on a toilet that I thought was a unisex toilet. Oh. But but I, because I wasn't sure, like there was a male toilet and then there was a toilet with no sign. Yeah, and then you know, immediately you think that's a unisex toilet. Yeah, of course. And then I went in and I really went, and then all of a sudden <laughs> there were four girls talking right outside the door, <laughs> waiting, and I just sat. What there. they say? They just talked and waited. And waited, and I just I was like, <laughs> it's it smelled so bad that I didn't want to go out. Oh, so I just waited for like 10-15 minutes oh. before they left again. Okay. Oh, they left. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't want to wait anymore. Fleming, did they did they actually leave? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. They didn't open the door and then say, "Bask in my glory," <laughs> and then they died. <laughs> <laughs> At least fainted, so you could run away before the police came. <laughs> They're on milk cartons now. <laughs> Have you seen this person? <laughs> I thought they said the were milk cartons. They turned into milk. Yeah, shit. From your I poop. Hey, dairy. <laughs> All right. So that's uh, the herring war. Yes. The very, very famous herring war. The famous herring war. Okay, so let's talk about scientific know-how. So. Some of you might have seen a couple of days ago, I posted something on Facebook on our page, which is a, um, okay, so a science quiz conducted in the United States in January uh, over a period of two weeks. Mm-hmm. And this science quiz was also posted by Danish Radio, and that's where I actually found it. And they said that two-thirds of the American population couldn't answer 11 basic science questions. So all 11? All 11, yeah. Okay. And I wanted to dig a little deeper and figure out what's actually going on. And yeah. this, the answer isn't, as easy as they say, it's more like clickbaity what uh, Danish radio is saying. Oh, Fleming, you took the test. Yeah. What did you think about the test? I thought it was a good test. Yeah. I think. How well did you do? I think that I got eleven out of eleven. <laughs> oh. <laughs> luckily, luckily. Oh, oh, oh. I think the questions are good in a way that they are not like those stupid, uh, tricky math questions where it's like. A trick question where you have to multiply before you add or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like genuinely, what do you know about the scientific method? Yeah. What is a hypothesis and what so on? Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to go through all of the uh, questions now. I think if Robin would have been here, he, I don't think he's taken the test, so he would have. We would have taken it with him. But for now, if you want to see the test, then you can check our Facebook page. It's on there, and we'll just be talking about the results instead. So. The results here, the, um, they actually published a paper or a study on a website. It's on something called Pew Research. And they have figured out the answer rate depending on the uh, gender, the age, the education, and the race or ethnicity of the people who are taking the test. Uh-oh. Approximately 5,000 people took the test. Uh-oh. And it's, it's extremely controversial. Like... I mean, I don't even I don't get how they were allowed to publish this with all of the uh, social justice warriors out there. This is insane. Don't ask people about race. No, or I mean gender. This is insane. Don't. They actually did ask, and people actually did answer. So, um, they have these questions. These are put into different categories. So there's a life science one. There's earth and other physical sciences. There are numeracy and chart reading, and there's scientific processes. Okay. Yeah, and. It seems what they're saying in this study is that the number of correct answers decrease with the um, increase with the higher education you have. 
So a high school student or someone with a high school degree has fewer correct answers than someone with a postgraduate degree. It, it makes sense, I guess. Right, that it's makes like, sense. It's like asking people to repair a car, and then yeah. if the mechanics, they do better. Exactly. But what I was thinking was that the postgraduate students. So postgraduate students are people who have at least a PhD, yeah, or more even. Yeah, and these people should know basically everything on this one. Yeah, they should. Right. Yeah. I mean, so what's the answer rate of these people? How how would you expect at least ninety percent of them? Would yeah. be able to answer each question, right? Ninety-nine percent. Ninety-nine. Maybe one of the questions is a bit weirdly formulated. Maybe I think. I mean, I mean, you could have a bad day, right, and just forget some of it. So, so they they don't differentiate between having ten right or seven right. It's just all of them or nothing. Yeah, they look at that. No, no, they look at each question. Oh. Yeah, each question they see the answer rate oh. for each demographic. They oh. also see the uh, people, the number of people who got the number of answers correct. So Fleming, you got eleven correct. Yeah. Then you are in the 16th percentile of the people who took the test, you know, of the 5,000. And uh, 5% got zero right, 5% got one, and then just increases a bit up until... So more people got more correct yeah. than people didn't who didn't get any correct. Oh, that's also pretty good, right? So yeah. there are more people who know a little bit about science, or actually quite a bit about science, than there are people who don't know about science. Mm. That's somewhat satisfying, Yeah. right? But I want to fi- to look at the postgraduate uh, answerings. Yeah. So we are both the college grad of this um, test. We both have our college education, the bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. And the next thing, the postgrad, that is a master's or a PhD. Mm-hmm. So s- most of these questions have an answer rate of about 80% for the postgraduate students. What? Yep. Only 80? Only 80 Postgraduate students in America who took this test. But that's because they have a PhD in art or something. Maybe, but still. I'm sorry I'm sorry if anyone's studying art, but okay. I, I'm, I'm just saying it. if it was, I think it would be higher if it would only be postgraduates in science. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You, you yeah. can get a lot of bullshit postgrads. Yeah, sure, definitely. But still, I mean, some of these should be known by basically everyone. Okay, so this is the hardest question. Yeah. An ant acid relieves an overly acidic stomach because the main components of ant acids are... Okay, so what's the, you know, the reverse of acids? That's basis. That's the correct. That's the most difficult question on here. That's the one least people answered correctly on. 73% of postgrads answer correctly. And I can understand that because it's chemistry-based. No, everybody remembers that bases are the opposite of acids. But then this one. A car travels at a constant speed of 40 miles per hour. How far does the car travel in 45 minutes? 45% of 40? <laughs> Guess the percentage of postgrads who answered that correctly. It has to be over 90. It's 81. Right. One in five postgraduates could not answer that question. Is that not insane? But I mean, I've seen the videos on, on Facebook and YouTube where, where people are like, they can't answer how far a car drives in an hour with a certain speed. Don't but you this think this is just come on? People must have fucked with the test. Don't you think so? Maybe I don't know. These were, people were specifically chosen. I think really. Uh, it's they, not they just took, online. They took some, no, no, no. They took some sort of uh, yeah, a number of people, like six or seven, seven thousand, and then they took a specific subset of those and actually had them take the test. But I think they were in and had the questionnaire in hand. Do you think this would look different if? We've done it 40 years ago at universities instead. 
I don't know. Do you think people are becoming dumber? Or do you think it's just... That's a good question, because my next idea here was that I've been looking a bit on uh, Nature. Nature has a science or as a, as a news outlet, Yeah, actually. So they publish some articles every once in a while. And I found one that says, US sees sharp rise in number of kids swallowing small objects. What? Yeah. Coins remain the most common item ingested by children under the age of six. And then they have a very, oh God. very pretty graph. I think it's it's a bar chart. I I blame I blame tablets and smartphones for that. <laughs> I think they make children dumber. I have a bar chart here, and uh, it, the uh, the title of the chart is "Small Objects." Yeah. Then uh, the legend is the number of children in the United States younger than six who swallow items such as coins nearly doubled between 1995 and 2015. And then they have numbers of ki- children swallowing stuff from 1995 and from 2015. And uh, in 1995, eight or about 10 out of every 10,000 kids in the U.S. swallowed stuff. Right? During have you the, ever done that? I don't remember. If I have, it was never reported. That's because you're from Western Jutland. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've swallowed plenty of stuff, right? But not anything foreign. I don't know. Maybe, probably. Who doesn't? I mean, haven't you? I've never been on the hospital or to no, the doctors. Exactly. No, exactly. You've never been to no, the doctors, right? No. Does, it don't you, but, but don't you think maybe it's because people more often go to the doctor with yes, their kids now? Yes, I do. And that's also a point in this one. So uh, from the overall one from 2015, it's 18 kids now instead of 10. Oh. So it's almost doubled. And that's 18 per 10,000. And then they have the that's objects. Well? No, it's, that's, that's it. That's a very actually. low number. Well, it's still one in 500 kids approximately. Kids are dumb, yeah. Yeah, yeah but so yeah, so they say that it might be because people are better at going to the doctors when the kids have actually swallowed, uh, swallowed something. Because yeah. my dad would just look at me and say, okay, then shit it out. <laughs> Don't be a dumb fuck. Yeah, who cares? Nature is doing its work with you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, there's no point in investing 18 years in you if you can't even survive <laughs> along with a coin. <laughs> but listen to the stuff they've swallowed. Coins, toys, jewelry, batteries. Oh, that's, that's Fleming. I in, would okay. That's, Fleming, Fleming yeah. in 1995, there were no incidents of swallowing batteries at all, and in 2015, that increased to two. I think it's because the batteries were so big. Fleming, back then. if people have started reporting incidents more frequently, then people were definitely dumber in 1995. If people didn't say when their kid swallowed a battery in 1995, but. Don't you remember the batteries in the 90s? They were like the size of They were the a same size. No, they were the same size as now. They were? Yeah, AAA batteries. It's the same. Maybe it's just those small watch batteries. Nah, it's the same. Ah, okay. I give I give yeah, I give it. I give it you that little. I I I seriously, come on. If kids are swallowing batteries. But how what's the and how many kids swallow batteries? 2 out of uh, 10,000. Two in every 10,000 kids. So they observe two. No, no, no. They don't observe any. It's just uh, statistics. Yeah, no. I was just curious. How? What's the total number of batteries swallowed? I don't think they say that. Oh, okay. No, you can't. I I think. So they have, I guess they have some sort of reports from hospitals and then yeah. they just make some sort of statistics from that. Two out of every 10,000 children in 2015 swallowed a battery. <laughs> in the United States. Maybe they beca- wanted to become like a superhero. 
I'm Magneto. <laughs> I fought electricity. So there's uh, apparently a scientist called Orsagientis who uh, did this, or a doctor or something, he says. But Orsagientis thinks the biggest cause could be that people are using these items more frequently. That means objects such as toys and batteries are around the home, around the schools, and various places where children might be, she says. Oh, okay, it's a woman. My bad. So when they see something that's shiny and enticing, they are ready and willing to grab it and put it in their mouths. <laughs> that is either higher stupidity on the parents' part. I don't know. That's oh, that's all it could be. It's higher stupidity on the parents' part. Why are you just leaving that stuff around for children to eat? Fuck, kids are so dumb. <laughs> Seriously, be a bit, be a little more responsible. Don't just leave batteries around for your kids to swallow. You shouldn't have objects in your home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't leave objects in your home. That seems insane. No, not the table, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the dog. <laughs> Let's go back to the uh, to to the uh, science or the uh, the science the science of swallowing shit. <laughs> <laughs> let's no. Let's go back to the uh, the survey. So um, we also we also uh, have here the um, the number of correct answers just in general for each question. So in uh, life sciences, what people were very good at answering, if if is life life sciences, I guess you know you hear a lot about that in your general day. Yeah. So one of them were that uh, antibiotic resistance is a major cause of antibiotics overuse. Oh, so people were good at answering that. Actually, yeah, that's eighty oh. percent of everybody. I thought that would be that something people wouldn't be able to. No, no, actually, I think they hear about that all the time right now. Yeah. So I think people actually know that. It's the same with uh, they have to identify the definition of an incubation period. Yeah. People also could do that, but then they had to realize that inserting a gene into a plant—that's an example of genetic engineering. And only 50% were able to do that. What? Yeah. I think it's because, so when you, it's a multiple choice, this one. So you have four different. Yeah, but the other ones were pretty dumb. Well, for us it was. But think about people who don't know anything about genetic engineering. Yeah, but uh, plenty of opinions about it, I guess. Yeah. GMO is Mm -hmm. like a really curse word in media. Yeah, plenty of opinions, Yeah. 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 The earth and other physical sciences, they also uh, fared pretty all right. So, for example, they had to answer uh, what oil, natural gas, and coal are examples of. Do you remember that one? Food. Food. <laughs> Food for what? Fossil fuels. Food for your cars. Food for your soul. Yeah, you had to answer them with fossil fuels. A fossil reason for fuels. war. Yeah. <laughs> Something that needs democracy. <laughs> yeah. 70% were able to answer that. I think but that's it's not fossils in it. What? They're not fossils in it. Oh, so it's not fossil fuels. That's not fossil. Where's the dinosaur? Yeah, where's the dinosaur? Where's the dinosaur? Okay. Actually, this one I wasn't able to uh, to answer correctly. Re- oh, you took the test too? Yeah, the next one here. I got ten out of eleven. Which one was wrong? It was. Uh, what's the? What is it? What's the uh, biggest reason that we have seasons? Uh, on the earth. Oh, it's the. The tilt? Yeah. I didn't th- I didn't know that. I thought it was the um I I, I think I don't know what it said. Oscillation? Oh No 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 no. I said the uh distance. The distance from the sun. Because ah. I thought that Mars didn't have any seasons. And I thought the, no matter what how it tilted, you would yeah. still have a front side and a back side towards the uh, the sun. No, I think I saw a gif of it once. That's okay. what I remember. 
where they filmed the Earth from space or something, and you saw the wobble and the ice moving. It was really cool. Okay, because I thought the tilt was the reason that the poles were where they were. And if you tilted them the other way around, it would just the poles would just move, but the magnetic poles would be I don't know. I, I'm just stupid, I guess. Sixty-three no. percent got that right. Now we're even. Yeah. Now we are equally smart. Yeah, so you're better now. Because you were one point in. Yeah. yeah. Only fifty-seven percent of people were able to do the car one. Oh, what's that about? Uh, how 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 uh, far does a car traveling forty miles per hour travel in forty-five minutes? Oh yeah, okay. How far traveling? Yeah. How far from me? 30 miles. Okay, good. Literally three quarters of an hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But you you sent out the test to our listeners too, right? Oh, yeah, I did. So how did they fare? A few people have answered it, and they were pretty good, actually. So uh, a lot of uh, 11 out of 11s. Yeah. Uh, 10 out of 11 also. Should But, we uh, should we praise their names so they can I, bask I, in the glory of their smartness no I, I don't think so that's no. pretentious isn't I'm sorry it? I, I did that I guess that's pretentious yeah, yeah. but I'm pretentious if they want to bask in the glory yeah. they can they can comment on the uh, did anyone in the post do really bad and send it in anyway or was it only the people no who only the it? people who did well <laughs> so we got only 11 out of 11 and a single 10 out of 11 okay yeah there are also uh, the number of scores so how many uh How many questions they got right depending on the demographics? So they uh, oh god yeah here we go you as adults so all of them got six point seven questions right postgrads got nine point one questions right it's out of eleven right S- what that's really low yeah college grads got eight point five some people with some college education got six point eight high school or less got five questions five out of the eleven out of eleven now comes the controversial part. Oh god. Men got 7.4 questions right. Women got six questions right. No. We are 1.4 questions <laughs> smarter than you. <laughs> I think you really got to be careful here, Fleming. They do say that the um the correctness of answers on the questions that dep- varies depending on the question. So some questions women apparently are worse at answering in this Sample group. And uh, on others, it's equal. It's I same. know why that's a difference. Why? It's because one of the questions is about cars and another one is about fuel and none of them is about kitchens. Let's move on. <laughs> They also have one with uh, race yeah, and ethnicity. Yeah. This one I really don't feel good about saying. Oh, God. They write. Bring it. Whites. Got six, uh, seven point. They even six, said whites. They say whites. Oh god! Yeah, this is so bad. Even I know not to do that this stuff. This is this is so bad. They say white people got seven point six questions correct. Black people got three point seven. What? Three point seven. Hispanic people got five point one. What? Three point? That's really low. Yeah, that's really really low. Yeah, I'm guessing it might have something to do with. Uh, Maybe they've taken it from different uh, places where they live, actually, different neighborhoods. But these these know. papers were handed out, so they know for certain that these were actually black people. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not like the KKK all went in and answered all of them wrong and then pressed the black button. Don't know. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Could be just a smear campaign <laughs> on blacks. That's insane. 
But it is possible. I I really yeah it is. It Just is. look at 4chan uh, involvement in all those online posts. Uh. Been, like when they wanted to name the new Mountain Dew, and the one who got the highest ratings were like, Hitler did nothing wrong. Do <laughs> and the Bodie McBoatface. Oh god. Oh god. Yeah. So apparently, uh, Americans are not too smart when it comes to science. Damn. I would I would really like to have this one done in Denmark as well, on five thousand people. That would be great. Not the racial thing and not the uh, gender thing. Just figure out how smart are people depending on their educational level. Yeah. That would be great. I think that could be really And then on Sweden too. Ah, yeah. That's a good idea. Then we could compare Denmark and Sweden. And then it might be a not a racial thing. Yeah. National thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is racial. Thing. We are the two only people of this podcast. We're in Mensa. We are the superior <laughs> <laughs> Scandinavian species. The superior. I think that's actually all I have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh We're only at 52. Do you want to do something else? I want to. We should make out. That's disgusting. Okay, then. Then we will do something else. What do you want to do? I don't know. Maybe I, we should talk about our feelings. What did you do during I, Easter? I have some questions. Oh, God. Actually. No. Is that all right? I want to talk about my Easter. I don't want to talk about your Easter. Come on. Why do you celebrate Easter? You hate religion. Yeah, but I like being at home in my underpants. Ah, okay. That's nice. Mm. I like that. So I what did you do in your Easter? I, I, I'm very anti-religious, but I love like the heathen traditions. <laughs> I love that Easter is basically the the heathen tradition of celebrating the Babylonian god of fertility, Ishtar, with eggs and rabbits. I completely zoned out. Which are symbols of fertility <laughs> because bunnies fuck all the time. <laughs> well, why, why are eggs then there then? Or because chickens? Eggs of fertility too. Okay, fair yes, it's fertility symbol. I I have some questions. Okay, can can we do the yeah, questions? Can do we do it. my questions, yeah, please? Okay, so uh, Bamser, Bamser, Bamser has sent in a question for us. Bamser, or uh, it's more a suggestion for an experiment, but let's just discuss it. So he asks, how long could one survive if you only drank cola, versus how long could you survive only on water and sugar? Oh, so if without eating, yeah. Oh, that's a good. What would you run out of first? I guess you would die f- because you need salt, right? There's no salt in cola, not not very low there, amounts. I think they use uh, they use acid actually to acidify it, so that should pr- provide some salts, some ions at least. I guess you would pee out all your salts at some point, and feel pretty shitty. Yeah, maybe you would. Maybe you would. I think. So you're thinking about the electrolyte. You should lick your sweat. What if you just? Uh, what if you just actually? Um, you survived on Gatorade instead. That has all the electrolytes one need. Needs. Really? Yeah. But now we're talking about Coca-Cola. That's true. I think it has. It mu- must have some electrolytes, right? I think actually, like glucose is uh, an electrolyte as well. Hmm. So I, th- I don't think it's a problem. Maybe okay. I guess it depends on uh, how mu- how many calories you've stored beforehand <laughs> and how much cola you're going to drink. Okay, e- elaborate. Because I think you could, you could easily get your 2,000 calories a day. Yeah. If you just drink, like, what, four liters of cola or something. Yeah. How well, much is how, it? How- Isn't it 200, 160 kilocalories per 100 milliliter, right? 
So that's 600. What? Why do you know that? Kil- I I'm not sure. It's from memory. Google it. <laughs> okay, I will. I I think it's about 160 for Coca Coca Cola. Um, so what? That makes 1,600 for a liter. So if you 140 per okay. per serving. So that's per can. 140 in a can. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty low. What was that? 300 milliliters. 360. Okay, then it's actually a lot lower than I thought. Damn, I thought I was impressing you with something. <laughs> with my bullshit abilities. Okay, so that's that's around, what, 45? 45, 50 kilocalories per 100 milliliter. I guess if you drank like two or three liters, you would be safe. Every day. Every day. What did... I don't think... So... Okay, so you might have the calorie intake, all right. Yeah. But think about all the other stuff that could kill you. Diabetes. I think diabetes would set in after an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I think you. I think you would die f- from something else before. I'd like before you, diabetes. You would need some vitamins or something. What about all of the toxic chemicals in the cans and the bottles? Oh, that's not true. All of the toxic plastics. I think there's probably some guy who who's already only living from Coca-Cola and, <laughs> I think and Skittles. So, huh? Yeah, but he's still eating something, right? He's eating Skittles or uh, Doritos or whatever he's eating. I would say nine months and then you die. Not that's that's poetic. That's that's uh, just just enough time to watch a baby come into the world. I, there was a study in the United States, I think, where they had a guy who was really really overweight and he did not eat for a year. They only gave him like the vitamins he needed and the salts, and then they monitored his health regularly, and then he just only drank water. What kind of experiment is that? And That's he lost ninety kilos from what? What is that? I'm not sure how heavy he was. Ninety-five. He, <laughs> he, he, he lost ninety kilos, <laughs> and he he did not eat for a year. He's a five kilogram man now. S- just blow at him. <sighs> Look at me <my> fly. <laughs> He'll go to the moon. <laughs> 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 Mr. Kite, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Kite, that's the new superhero. Maybe you could survive for longer. I guess if if I think less than a year, less than a year, less than a year, yeah. we should have someone that, try. So is that solely on cola or is that solely on water? Cola, cola. So how long could you survive for on water? Less, less. Right, you need the less. calories. I think a couple of months, maybe. Yeah, you need the calories. I I think I've heard some so at some point how many days you can go without eating. I don't remember now. Hmm. But I, yeah, I, definitely less than cola. I think it's I, a couple of weeks without eating it. So cola has calories, and that's what you need, right? It has the energy. You can't yeah. get that from water. So you'll just die of starvation if you drink water. I guess it's time for us to go. Yeah. It's been a lovely episode without Robin. Our people needs us. Our people needs us. We need to go. If It's been nice talking some science to you. Delivering science to your earbuds. <coughs> We are your earbuddies. So uh, thank you so much for uh, for listening. Uh, thank everybody for writing in. Those people who did. Yeah. Thank to thank thanks to the people who uh, sent their surveys. Please take the survey and just uh, keep writing it to us. It's still interesting. Yeah. And our listener base is growing. More and more people are listening. So please keep the good mojo rolling and talk about us keep. and share because. Podcasts aren't shared that much. Like, if you're on YouTube, you can go viral because your videos get recommended. But like a podcast, it's, yeah, 
But then again, it's not it's not too important to us. So don't don't freak out. It is important to me. It is important to Fleming, not to me. So I want to out. be famous. Yeah. Uh, Thursday. So two days from now, from when this episode goes out, mm-hmm. there's free shipping on the web shop. And you want that? You want the stuff? Yes. Go get the stuff. Yes, yes, it's uh, you 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 gotta use the coupon code Mayflowers nineteen when you uh check out. Yeah. And, and if I, you have any chicken related questions, you can also write to us. Fleming can answer that in a heartbeat. Yes. That those are easy questions. Don't at least find some hard can chicken I, questions. Can I tell what I did in my Easter? Oh yeah, what did you do in Easter? I got new chickens. Oh no, you got new chickens. I have sixteen chickens now. Sixteen and a rooster. Oh, a new rooster. Yeah, and it's all almost too much because Wait, because they I can pet the new ones. <laughs> They're not scared, so I can just walk in and pick them up and pet them. Oh, that's kind of gross. But uh, there are 12, so it's like stressful because I want to pet all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just want to touch them all. And they look at me with their big dumb eyes. Oh, God. Why are you petting me? Do they not want to be pet when they're older? It's it's the race. It's Isa Brown. They're ah, often very... Uh, okay. Uh, they like humans. Fleming, I've heard something yeah. uh, recently mm-hmm. that, I wanna, that I want you to answer. I've heard that if you, um, if you put in a chicken into a... Old, an old coop. I don't know what you call it when you have a lot of chickens. Yeah. Into your old group of chickens, then the the old ones will peck the new one to death. Yeah. But if you do it while they're asleep, they won't notice. <laughs> so is that true? Uh, partially, yes. What? So that's what I do when I get new chickens because they are really racist towards yeah, each other. Yeah. They can smell if you are not from that group. So some people they use deodorant. No. Then they will spray the necks of the chickens. They do. Yeah. Because then they can't tell uh, each other apart, and they won't pick the new ones because they can't smell the difference. I- at night, their brains are basically turned off, or what they have of a brain. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's really funny. It's like someone turned them off. So if if you introduce new chickens to the coop while they're asleep, they will be less aggressive when they wake up. That's uh-huh. what I do. That's what I did. Okay. So my chickens woke up this Easter and suddenly there were 12 more chickens in there. <laughs> and they, they took it, actually, they took it really well. But it's, I would never recommend someone only introducing one chicken at a time. That okay. always is really bad. They always kill that one or at least try to. They pig it a lot. If, if, uh-huh. if they don't, if they are in a confined space where they don't have a lot of like room to run, they, uh, they will kill it and eat it. That's the scary thing. As soon as as soon as a chicken gets a wound and starts bleeding, you can be sure the other chickens will start eating it alive. Oh fuck, that's disgusting. Yeah. And this has been the chicken check-in with Fleming. It's the most badass animal in the world. <laughs> we gotta have a jingle for our chicken stuff. Yeah. And when a t-shirt. It, we need a t-shirt. Oh, I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, I have a lot of my plate. Okay. <laughs> cluck ha- cluck, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Handing in my masters and okay. So uh, yeah, don't forget to be stupid. I guess. Nice ending. <laughs> <laughs>